What's going on, everybody? Welcome back for another episode of Off the Rails, episode 10. We've hit double digits. I just sound, it just sounded like you had a smile on your face when you opened up. You can't. That... <laughs> what, what do you mean? It sounded like I had a smile on my face. I don't know. The way you were talking kind of sounded like you had a little grin. Well, I mean, I mean, Mikey, in radio, the, you know, when you're doing like commercials and VOs, you're supposed to smile when reading the copy. It, it just sounds more natural. It sounds better. So I don't know. Maybe you can hear a smile. Uh, I'm your host, Anthony Rosso, <laughs> and then and that kid over there, the jackass over here. Yeah, Mikey McCarthy. Mikey, what's up, buddy? How you doing? Uh, good, you. Uh, how Not was bad. your week? Were you recording? None of your damn business. Okay, Massachusetts, it is. I'll, I'll, send, in... I'll send you the coordinates. Okay, great. I'll be on the lookout. Latitude, I'll longitude. Sure to... Yeah, uh, I never understood how people can understand those, but whatever. Like you know the movie uh, Law Abiding Citizen. Never seen it. Wait, really? With uh, Gerard Butler? You know, I'm just not a huge movie person. I've seen, I've seen movies, but I haven't. There's a lot of movies I haven't seen. Oh well, there's a scene in it where like he like kidnaps somebody, and he has to like Sick. give give out the person's location, and so like the people he's talking oh. to. Yeah, you know, instead of just saying like, "Oh, he's under a bridge," he like gives him <laughs> like latitude, longitude things. I'm like. What the hell? I just never could. Too much math for me. Too many numbers. Uh, I'm up in Portland, Maine again, Mikey, as you know. Uh, ten episodes, times. man. How's ten the weather episodes. up there right now? It's not too bad. A little sunny. You got the shades down, though. Otherwise, Is it, is it going to be warm this week up there? It's going to be in the 50s. I cannot wait. Okay. Oh, you can't wait to. See, I hate, like, I don't mind this time of year, but when it starts to be, like, spring, and so I just, uh Well, hold on. I'm with you. I'd rather the cold. I like the colder the better, right? Yeah. But with the pandemic being shut, shutting everything down and gyms not whatever. I don't. I haven't been into like a legitimate gym since last March because mm-hmm. like I don't feel like dealing with this thing. So I've had to run outside like all year. So sometimes it's like 15 degrees. I'm trying to run and it's just like you just freezing cold. Your teeth are chattering. But I'm just glad it's like pretty decent weather to go, go out and run. Yeah, I mean, you can always just bundle up, I guess, but I don't yeah, know. Yeah, I know. I understand that. But it's kind of hard to get motivated when, like, you just hear, like, a gust of wind blow, like, a tree down. Don't you warm up in, like, 10 minutes? I usually yeah, you, do. Okay, but I'm saying the motivation part, Mike. Are you going to want to, like, go outside, deal with the elements? You know, it's easy to just drive in your car to a gym, get on a treadmill, and run. Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so I'm glad it's getting a little bit warmer out so I can just, you know, not have to open the door and just get slammed with brutal cold. It's fine. Okay. Did you do anything good this past week? Uh, but, 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 but what did I do? I don't know. I was, that's obviously nothing I'm, good. I'm, th- I'm, thinking, I'm thinking out loud, Anthony, okay? Other than get hounded by you, I don't freaking know. <laughs> Dude, I never text you. Oh, yeah, you texted me like twice, and that's that's like hounding me. Yeah, exactly. So many people banging down your doors. Uh, dude, I got a good story. <laughs> so, oh, God. the other day, right? Like I said, the pandemic's really been hitting you. You know, it's pretty much a year now, right? Like, what's it say? It's around St. Patty's Day, yeah. Yeah. So, you know, like I said, I haven't been into a gym in a year. I got home weights, though, Mikey. So, I'm still trying to keep the body shredded. But, uh, you know, I haven't been in a hockey rink for the same amount of time, like actually skating in a rink. Do like and, foot rests with foot, like 
like squats with the footrest. <laughs> I got two cans of like peas, and those are my weights. Hey, if you got paint cans in your, if you got paint cans, that's a good way to do curls. What the hell would I? No, I don't have paint cans sitting around, Mikey. I mean, you see, you see my apartment. I don't have, you know, it's it's perfect for two people. But I, you know, I'm not gonna have paint cans laying around. When my dad saw my apartment, he was like, "Oh man, the thing's so small. You gotta go outside to change your mind." So like, <laughs> <laughs> like, all right, dad, thanks, I made it. But um, no, right? So pandemic's just like a oh, pain in the neck, and I, I want to go back to being able to just go to hockey. On mm-hmm. you know, we used to skate Thursday nights when I was in Mass, and we had that cool league. And so I'm trying to like see like you know. Okay, when are leagues gonna open up up here and things like that? So my girlfriend comes in, and I'm, she goes like, "Oh, I I found like a team. If you want to like see if you can play for it." I'm like, "All right, like cool. Like let me see." So up here, they used to have a team for the AHL, the Portland Pirates, and they were affiliated with like the the Coyotes. But what you know, the obviously, frig magic? Oh, yeah. What so? the Coyotes moved their team to Tucson, Arizona now. So it's like, well, no shit. Yeah. Well, the Monarchs were in Manchester. They were for the LA Kings, but Pardon my French. So, so they don't have like an AHL affiliate up here anymore, but they have an ECHL ECHL team, like the East coast hockey league. And that's a step below the AHL, right? So it goes ECHL, AHL, NHL. Well, there's a team in the center of Portland called the Maine Mariners. And I'm like, you know, and, and they, I think they're technically affiliated with the New York Rangers, but they have a couple Philadelphia Flyer guys like that run the team, which is kind of weird. But anyway, so she comes and sits next to me on the couch. I'm watching TV and she shows me like on the phone. She's like, oh, like this is the team. Dude, Mikey, it was the main Mariners team, right? And I'm looking at her. I'm like, so you think, you know, I, I should call and play for that team? She's like, yeah, like, why not? Like, it says they have a nice rank, all this stuff. I'm like, you realize that's like the ECHL, right? Like, I play in beer leagues, and I'm, like, done after 20 minutes. You think I'm going to be able to make an ECHL team? 20 minutes, dude. I take one skate up and down the ice, and I'm, like, puking on in the penalty box. So, <laughs> Remember that night? That was gross. I, I uh, forget if I was – it was, like, either Chinese food or wings. So, dude, never eat marinara sauce before skating. It's It's brutal. Never do that and never shave your face. But – um, <laughs> what? Never, never caught on to that. What? Don't yeah, don't shave your face, man. Because when you start to sweat, it, razor burns. It burns so bad. It's it's brutal. Um, but no, man. So I'm like, you know what? Hey, imagine, just imagine, like content wise, if we ever got like a tryout to that like Mariners team. You know what I'm saying? Like, give us like one practice to see like what we could do. We would just get smoked. Oh, that'd be fun though. It, it like I would love to just get absolutely bundled. I think I need one of those, dude. It would be a riot. Like think about it. Like you know, you're a fast skater, right? So it's like like yeah, you but just yeah, like, for five seconds and then, and, and and then like I said, I got my head in the penalty box. But I would just love seeing you going like a buck ten through the neutral zone and just getting lit up because you <laughs> exactly that's the noise I would hear. I'd hear like the the crunching of the pads. You slide with the biggest laugh going. Meanwhile, I'd just be like, ah, oh, dumping and chasing. Like, I'm cool. Oh, hell yeah. That'd be so funny. That would be hilarious. I don't know, man. We should try to, like, reach out to them. Be like, hey, you know what? Like, for some content ideas. But, you know. Yeah. I, I like the sound of that, Anthony. 
Is that a quote from That's My Boy? And uh, Without I don't Sandler? know. Is Kevin James in that? Uh, no. Okay, no, I've never, I've never seen it. Dude, you've never seen That's My Boy? No. All right, we got a guest, not this episode. A guest that we try to get an interview going loves that movie. Yeah. My oh, <laughs> ADD he, baby kicking in. He loves that. That's my boy movie, like me, dude. So we'll have to bring that up to him. But Mikey, that ten episodes, man. Ten. That's that's kind of crazy. Like that one that you and I have stayed disciplined throughout the whole thing. Uh, knock on wood, but also like, not so much from the mouth, but yeah. <laughs> At times, I you know slip up. So you, you listen to the first five episodes we've done. No. Oh my god. Like if I had to pay a dollar for every F bomb, I'd be in the hole freaking so much, but uh worse than my school loan. Uh but Mikey, we appreciate every single listener. Absolutely. All the subscribers, likes, follows. Um so we want to give back a little bit. What the hell was that? Dude, see I'm sitting on my couch and I think there's a lot of static going on. What were you doing? I just, like, put my arm on the pillow next to me. Did you have firecrackers with it? <laughs> I do have some of those, but no, they're not in my presence it right now. It just sounded like in Home Alone when he lights off the firecrackers and, like, the, the pan there. Oh, man, dude. <laughs> While we're at it, I, th- I, think, I think one of the most underrated parts of that movie in Home Alone is when he sticks his foot through the little dog hole and, and like, the shoe comes off and all of a sudden you hear him quietly say, that I don't know. That always got me. That always got me. That is pretty funny. Hey, what uh, what, <laughs> what's your what's your favorite scene of that movie? Like when they're getting injured, like the two burglars there. Um, that's a good one. It, kind of like kind of like Marv's face when uh when the kid throws the paint can down the stairs and, and then and then <laughs> Harry ducks and then Marv's face just like huh <laughs> he gets destroyed by it. <laughs> dude i i just love uh when he's like sneaking through the window to come in it's it's marv right yeah the feet <laughs> and he's like all proud of himself he swings his feet in oh that Bare must feet kill though just oh. slams it down onto a bunch of ornaments like oh geez <clears throat> anyway Again, right there, perfect example why we call I'm gonna this, kill that kid. Why we call this off the rails. Uh but Mikey, we want to get back. <laughs> so we decided we're gonna do a little bit of a giveaway. Who doesn't like free stuff, right? Mm. So the prize is gonna be a twenty-five dollar Amazon gift card. Big spenders we know, but hey, you know what? Deal with it. But again, thank you for listening. So here's how it's gonna work. It might pay for your shipping. Yeah. Hey, you know what? Dude, <laughs> Amazon's good. So I not, but, yeah, I've bought so much stuff on Amazon. Are you kidding me? So we decided. Sam and me. Yeah. We did. All right. Here's how it's going to go. This episode is going to be released probably around 1, 1 on Monday. Okay. What you have to do is either DM us on Twitter or message us on our Facebook page, Off the Rails Podcast for Facebook at Off the Rails Pod 2 on Twitter. We're going to ask four questions throughout this episode. Each of us will ask two. Okay. At the end of the episode, all will be asked. You have to message us privately the correct answers to the uh, questions. Now, the answers are questions from previous episodes. So it's not like we're asking, 
who threw the most touchdown passes last year in the NFL. Any idiot can go on the computer like Mikey and look it up and message us that. So what you'll do is got to listen. And whoever sends back the most messages, the, the most correct answers in the messages will win. But you quickly, only, quickly, quickly, you only have till Wednesday night at 7 p.m. Tonight. And then it's cut off. So uh, best of luck. And again, thank you so much for listening. Uh, Mikey, the NFL moves keep going. As soon as we signed off last Monday, J.J. Watt announced where he was going to go. He's going to the Arizona Cardinals on a two-year deal worth $31 million, 23 of it guaranteed. Uh, Mikey, what's your first reaction to J.J. Watt going to the Cardinals? You know, I was first kind of shocked about it, but then, you know, I've sort of come around on it because – I think next season the Cardinals might win that division. So I th- I think that I think it kind of makes a little sense. Yeah, I was I was stunned too. I was like, because the Cardinals have been so blah for so long, right? Like, right. I, I know twenty fifteen they had a pretty decent team, but even still, like they had Carson Palmer at the end of his rope, and I was just like, yeah, I know they're on the rise, but still, like, I'm a big fan of their offense. I really thought he was going to go to Buffalo for some reason. Like, I just thought good fit, right? But then, like you said, the more I sat with it and thought about it, like I like Kyler Murray a lot. Obviously, DeAndre Hopkins is a freaking baller out there. I, right. I think that team, they need another second receiver. They definitely need that in a better running game. But I think, you know, you put... Has Larry Fitzgerald retired yet? No, right? There's rumors. I don't know. But still, if they have Larry... There's a lot of veteran presence on that team. Yeah, if they have Fitz as a number two receiver, hey, you know what? Then I'll take back what I said, but I mean, now on that D-line, you're going to have Chandler Jones and J.J. Watt. Like, they could win that division. I think the a, Rams. Yeah, I'm a big fan of Kyler Murray, too. The The Rams are going to be tough as well. Um, but, I mean, you know what? It does bring some relevance to the Cardinals. And now they – not that they have to be taken seriously now, but you almost have to give them a second look. Right. I mean, I, I don't really expect much from uh, some other teams in the division. You know, you have – um, San Francisco, who I really don't expect much from this upcoming season. Like you said, L.A., they might be a sneaky good team. But, you know, with Seattle as well, I don't know. I feel like all that rift between uh, Pete Carroll and Russell Wilson and all like the front office, I think that's real. So I think I absolutely do think the Cardinals have, have, a, have a decent shot at, at winning that division. Yeah. Hey, you know what? And like you said, I said too, like Kyler Murray is a damn good quarterback. Yeah, like and don't give me the height stuff. I mean, Russell Wilson's not the tallest guy, and look at his career so far. Um, so it's it's going to be interesting. I just, I don't know. My first thought was like he's going to Arizona. I know it's technically an, it's an indoor that cast though. It's an indoor stadium. I get it, but like I hope he didn't go for like a weather factor type of thing. Like he wanted to play in like a warm climate because yeah, then that'll he- really turn. <laughs> turn me away from this thing like he's well, not the big competitor i thought he would be yeah i mean I, th- I think he looked at it as well number two you know this is a team that it is going to compete and win some games next year and that guaranteed money that's that that's hard to turn down in this league especially so he got what 23 guaranteed or something like that out of like 32 million 31 million 23 guaranteed so insane and i mean i'd go to arizona too what the hell yeah exactly exactly so we'll see i mean and by the way 
you want to talk about like there's teams in that league that have the all black uniforms, black pants, black jerseys. Sexy. Theirs are just with like that helmet. It just oh, it goes so well. See, I I find the black football pants to be weird because to me they just look like yoga pants or something. I'm t- I'm but I'm just talking about a black on black uniform. <laughs> no, but like like the Ravens. I can't I can't stand the Ravens, but those are nice. The all black ones. Yes. Yeah. But but I mean. J.J. Watts, he's obviously going to give them more stability, more depth on that defensive line. Um, I hate to agree with you, Mikey, but I do think it kind of it makes you think like they have a legitimate shot now. And I know it's just one piece and J.J. Watts not what it used to be. But if they can have another good offseason and, you know, maybe hit a home run or two in the draft offensively, sign like a, another free agent, you know, Arizona is going to really be taken seriously. I mean, I really don't know how good LA's offensive line is, but I, I think I think Arizona's D line and some of their pass rushers might give Matt Stafford a lot of fits this or both times they play him. Right. And I don't think Matt Stafford deals well with uh with all that pressure. So I think I, I think it's gonna be really interesting. Hey, you know what? They play twice a year, so it's gonna be two hella matchups as my Yeah, sister, I can't wait to watch that's those. What my sister says hella. Another thing she says too was like, oh, like one time she, we went out for like pizza. She's like, oh, the place is gas. I'm like, what, what the hell does that even mean? But whatever. Uh, all the young, all the young slang taking over. It just makes me feel old, and I'm only 28. Uh, Mikey, your former favorite player on the Patriots, Kyle Van Noy, was rumored <laughs> linebacker was rumored to be cut by Miami last week, but instead now they're holding on because they want to try to trade him. Uh, he finished. He just finished his first year of a four-year, $51 million contract that he signed with Miami last season. Um, so pretty much he's done in Miami. Mikey, would you take him back on the Patriots? Uh, I mean, I feel like he's a little vulnerable now because he just got cut or he's about to get cut because who the hell is going to trade for a guy that's about to get cut anyways? Right. But um, I would on a low-rate on a low rate deal. You know, he's, He knows the defensive system, so I, I think he provides a lot of depth. Do I want him as a starter on in this role? No, I don't. I want him like more in like a in like a pass rush, like not not every down pass rusher, but you know, situational. But I'd take him on a lower end deal, but I wouldn't pay through the nose for him again. Absolutely not. Yeah, I mean, like you said, I think he'll definitely be humbled. Pretty much not pretty because Miami pretty much is like, we're done with you. So, you know did not live up to that contract at all. Right. I mean, who saw that coming, right? I mean, he, he, he's he's taken off the scrap heat in Detroit by New England. Belichick turns him into a great linebacker. And he was good when he was here. Like, Yeah, he's pretty decent. Whether he was a tool or not, you know, off the field, fine, like, whatever. But I don't know. what Like, what's their plan with Chase Winovich? You know, he was playing a lot, and they took his playing time away. And it's just, are they going to move forward with him? So I don't want to bring in a veteran to take away from a younger guy. Yeah, fair enough, but. And you, know, you mentioned Winovich. I mean, I like Winovich. I don't. I don't want. I don't want Kyle Van Noy to come in and disrupt playing time from him because you know. Although you know, maybe that might be a little bit of a reality check. Maybe that kid needs it because last year, like you said, you saw a little bit of dip in his playing time, and you know, maybe that might have to do with maturity issues. Maybe when he was playing, he was getting you know a little bit too much praise, and then he it, caught, it sort of got to his head. Who knows? But I don't know. If it comes down to a, do, a would I rather have Winovich in that role or or Van Noy, I'll take Winovich in that role. 
So I, I, I would not want to see Kyle Van Noy come in and take playing time from him. Yeah, I mean, that's the way it is, right? Like that league. What's the old saying? Belichick used to say, like, if you don't get better, you got worse, or something like that. Like, I, I don't know. He definitely, he definitely lived up to it last offseason. <laughs> so I mean, Van Noy's twenty nine now. He'll be thirty on March twenty sixth. My mom's birthday. Shout out, Lise. Um, and and I just, I don't know. It's got to be a right deal. And even then, I'm very leery because, like I said, I don't want him taken away from the younger guys on that defense. Like, yeah, their defense, the Patriots, wasn't perfect last year, but they they were pretty quick and they hit hard. They could make an impact. And for as bad as the offense was, that defense kept them in a lot of games. So, Absolutely. I, don't, I guess I'll pass for right now on Van Noy, but I can see him going somewhere. And look, like you said, he obviously didn't live up to that contract in uh, Miami, but I could see him going somewhere and having a pretty good, like, successful career wherever he ends up. See, I, I just don't think it makes a whole lot of sense for him to go to a team that's, like, you know, in a rebuild or a team that's sort of the middle of the pack because I sort of feel like some of these Kansas City teams or, like like you said, like like L.A. or one of these teams could really use him as, like, a situational player. Yeah, so. I mean, it's, it's, it's going to be a bad comparison what I say, but – it's almost like JJ Watt, right? Like his upside was is is very high, but you know he 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 definitely comes back down to earth. And and I'm not comparing him to JJ Watt. I'm comparing the fact that hey, here's a guy that defensively, you put him in, he's gonna be effective, right? Like obviously JJ Watt's way better. It's a bad comparison, as I'm saying, and I'm like just shut up. But I could see him getting plugged in somewhere, being like like Tennessee. I could see him going to Tennessee and being a great fit. Wow, Mike, he 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 seems like he's got that personality. Yeah, yeah, right. Like that that loud mouth, like Mike Rabel. I'm gonna thump you every time I'm out there. Like something like that. Like I could see that <laughs> that working. What? <laughs> you said thump. I thought you, I thought you said thumb for a second. I'm gonna thumb you. <laughs> what the hell is wrong with you? I really don't know. Well, you know, sometimes the B and the P kind of sound. So I mean, like a P really is half of a B. So. Yeah, we'll get it right. So, <laughs> tell me you know that movie. Get it right. What's that? Big Daddy. When the guy, when when the delivery guy, and they're watching the Christopher Columbus. No, no. Oh, right, right, right. No, right, right, he's right. like his teeth were made of wool, and he's like wood. And the guy's like, I get the D and L mixed up, and Adam Sandler. I get like, D and L mixed up. Yeah, yeah, get it right. So, I mean, uh, so I, you know what? I'll say I'm out on Van Noy. Yeah, I'll, I'll pass too. Okay, uh, Vikings. Release veteran tight end Kyle Rudolph. He'll be 32 yeah. in November. Mikey, the Pats offense was brutal last season. They really don't have a tight end. I know they had Ryan Izzo, and they have those two young guys they just drafted there, um, Asi Asi and then Dalton Keene. They both took them both in the third round. But, oh. yeah, right? Would you take a flyer on Kyle Rudolph? Uh, I don't think I would. Or, you know – I think it has a lot to do with who's going to be the quarter. If Cam Newton's going to be the quarterback, like it kind of, it's sort of looking like he might be the quarterback. Then no, I don't want Kyle Rudolph here because you know I don't even think Cam Newton. I think Cam Newton targeted tight ends toward the bottom of the league last year. Now whether that had to do with game plan or you know he didn't really trust any of these third round picks or whatever, what have you. But you know I think it has a lot to do with the quarterback. But in all in all, I think I would kind of pass on Kyle Rudolph. Yeah. Yeah, Kyle Rudolph, see, like... 
I do want them to invest in the position, absolutely. But as of right now, I, now who now if you're going to say, well, who else are you going to have if you, if you don't go after Kyle Rudolph? You know, I'd ra- I would rather put faith in another year of the third round picks than go for with Kyle Rudolph I, if Cam Newton is here. I'll say this: I you know very limited with Devin Asiasi a tight end. Like I kind of I liked what I saw a little bit, right? Like. He's yeah, like, I give right, him another year. Yeah, exactly. Let, let me see how you can, you know, you all right, that's it. Your rookie year is done. Let's see the next step you take. Uh, right. I don't remember seeing Dalton Keene out there at all. Um, no. But, hey, you know what? Who knows? Some of the best tight ends are great pass blockers. Who knows? But I do want to see them bring in a veteran tight end, whether it's – They definitely need Whether one. It's, it is Kyle Rudolph, there's rumors out in Philly this week, Zach Ertz could be traded, eh. I'd like somebody a little bit tougher than him. Um, I mean, you look back and you're going to give me shit for it, but you look back in 2010, right? Patriots had two tight ends, rookies that they just drafted. And they bring in Algie Crumpler, veteran tight end, kind of learn under him. Obviously, one I like, guy, I liked Algie. All, obviously, one guy's a Hall of Fame tight end. The other guy went a different way from football, but whatever. Uh, so I'd like. Oh, what do you do? I'm not at liberty to discuss. <laughs> Obviously talking about. I'm just messing with Rob you. Number Kowski. 81 at the time. Think about it, right? Like you had two young guys, Gronkowski and Hernandez, you just drafted. And you brought in a veteran guy like Algie Crumpler who had success in Atlanta. Uh, you know, I'd like to see them do yeah, something also, like that you again. Also, but you also had a quarterback that was capable of getting these guys the ball. Like, if you're going to bring in Kyle Rudolph and Cam Newton's still here, what the hell is the point of bringing him in if the quarterback can't even get him the ball? That's true. That's just kind of my, I mean, I'm, that's just kind of my end of it. I'm assuming that they're moving. I think the firecrackers just went off again. Oh, great. <laughs> what, did you change the channel on your clicker? <laughs> Good. I mean, either way, whether it's Cam Newton or not, give me a veteran tight end because Cam Newton's not going to be the answer forever here, obviously. And, you know, so start developing these guys now. I mean, I, I know it's bad, but whatever. That's just something I'd like to see. Yeah. I'll go the other way on that one. So, I don't know. I, if he's the best out there, Kyle Rudolph, fine. If you're bringing Garoppolo here, I'll take him. I, I'll tell you this much. I don't want Zach Ertz. I, okay. I think Zach Ertz is a – I'd rather Zach Ertz. I, st- I I just think he's more of a pass catcher and he's more he's more prolific. He he is, but he is a. St- I just don't think he is tough. They hit. I think I think Philly hit the nail on Goddard over there because I, I I really liked him a lot coming out of college. He is a pretty good tight end, Dallas Goddard. Yeah, so, I like him. Um, but Philly's had some good tight ends. The guy before him, Brett Selleck. But I just yeah. think Zach Ertz. You can kind. Of, he he almost reminds me of like a Jimmy Graham. You can kind of take him out of the game. And that's what I don't like about him. But what? Okay. I know, like, yeah, he might be a little. He might be a little soft. I know, like, some Philly people will tweet, be like, "Oh, you know, like, Zach Ertz, you got that Super Bowl." Like, yeah, I know, I, I know, I, I, I watch the game, but I also know when I see a player that you can take them out of a game. Like, like when Jimmy Graham came to New England and what was it, 2013? That game, Akeem Talib just one on one took him out of the game. Yep. So I think Zach Ertz is something like that. And actually, when the Patriots played in Philly two years ago. Zach Ertz was a non-factor, but that's me. yeah. Um, it's just I just don't think the team. I I don't think the offense is worth investing in if Cam Newton is still here. That's just I'll just say that now. But you know what? As long as they have Belichick, invest, invest, invest. 
Yeah, but absolutely. Also in the NFL, Ben Roethlisberger taking less money to stay with the Pittsburgh Steelers. Yes, I just <laughs> did that on purpose. He's going to take a $5 million pay cut this season. Uh, obviously, they'll worry about the cap ramifications next year. They're already worse than they were last season, Mikey. But if they lose Juju Smith-Schuster, this still doesn't make sense to me about Ben Roethlisberger. I know you – I mean, he just – he just needs to hang it up already. Will you, will you just hang it up? I know what Don't drink. He wants. I, I can see it in his face. He just wants to kick back and drink beers so badly. Well, I know last week you said, you know, you could see it making sense because, um, you know, they still have a chance to win that division. They still can kind of be a threat. But it's like. Got some good receivers over there. and <laughs> Yeah. They need uh, Smith Schuster to come back. But He's a free agent. No. I mean. You know, as as dumb as Anthony, I do like Claypool. Claypool is he's really good, but even Smith Schuster can be a number two. Like that's still a damn good number two in that league. And obviously, his antics and dancing is dumb, but like, you know, he he would be a huge loss to that offense, and especially an offense that right now is lacking a running game. How much can they really rely on Ben's arm? It fell apart last year down the stretch. Like, see. I agree, but I know you and I are different on James Conner. I think James Conner is a very good. I don't, you know, he kind of had a down year last season. Absolutely had a down season, but I, I expect, I expected more from him, and I expect more from him this season because I do think he is a top five, top six running back in this league when he's when he's right. Last year, like you said, he had he had he had sort of a down year, but you know, I, I think I think Ben Roethlisberger coming back is is pivotal for this offense because this offense needs a guy that's capable of getting them the ball. Because, you know, I threw this name around now. I'll save it for the question or whatever. Actually, yeah, I'll save it for the question. Save it for the question. Uh, I mean, don't forget, too, they, uh, the Steelers just lost their pouncy, their center. So, yeah. some things on the offensive line changing, I just – That pass rush on defense is still, is still very good. I know. I get it. You got to give it one more go. But if you're Pittsburgh, if you're a Steeler fan, you better hope they have a plan in the draft this year to draft the next guy because, hey, maybe he has to come in this season because I just don't see Ben. That arm, it was bad. Like, he had that one flash game towards the end against Indy when they were down, like, 24-7 to and came back and won, but that took everything out of him. I, he, look, he, look, he throws the ball. Him and Cam Newton are kind of similar. They both kind of throw the ball like they just took a freaking charley horse to the arm. Yeah, I mean, except one can get the ball past five yards. <laughs> yeah, Ben Roethlisberger actually has a little sling on the Dude, ball. I, Cam Newton's got nothing. I had, like, I think I had ESPN on the other day, and they were discussing, like, Patriots uh, quarterback and things like that. And they showed Cam Newton four passes, and they were all so inaccurate to a patch receiver that they were just into the between the numbers of the cornerback. <laughs> it's he, like, oh, my he God. Can't, he can't throw the ball so badly. That just, it looks like he tries throwing it with his fingertips rather than his arm or elbow. Yeah, it's – hey, it's weird. Um, I just – whatever. Pittsburgh, it's going to be interesting because that's one of the marquee franchises in the league. And I, I don't know, man. It's either going to – they're going to – Their tight end cost them last year too, Eric Ebron. He fumbled a lot of football. Yeah, he was, he was, he was bad, dropped a lot, but – they're either gonna like rally around it, or they're just gonna be like a four and twelve team. Yeah, I still expect them to be, especially you know, in that division. I, I don't know. I'm curious to see Cleveland too, because let's face it, like I think they take a step. I don't believe I don't believe in Cleveland. I don't know. I like Stefanski what he did for that offense, but think about like they got better without 
uh, Odell Without, Beckham. Odell, exactly. And he's gonna. Yeah, I, I think he's. I think he's too much. Uh, all right, Mikey. We got the first question of the giveaway, so I'll go first. My first question. Oh, do you want to go first? You can go okay, first. All right. I didn't want to be like a an a hole. Uh, Mikey, first question. To all the listeners. I said this a couple episodes back. As we said, wait, uh, do I qualify for like the question? No, too? you don't. You, you <laughs> just shut up. All right, here's my question. You ready? Ready. Who, who did Anthony? That's me. Who did Anthony say he thinks will be the starting quarterback for the New England Patriots Week One of the 2021 season? So that is my first question. Again, you have to DM us on Twitter or. Message us on our Facebook page the correct answers. There'll be three more throughout this episode. Best of luck. Uh, Mikey, your uh, your local hockey team had a pretty good game Friday night. Did you catch that? I did catch that. Would you like to talk about it? Uh, yeah, let's do it. Okay. Well, you know, you I, it's so funny to me that like, you just never want to, like, expand on a topic. Well, I, I, I didn't know if you were going to, um, you know. No, I just brought up a elaborate topic. Elaborate on it. I just brought up a topic to just like, oh, did you see the game? And then just go on to something else, you know, like. Anyway. Well, well no, but I, I'm just saying, I'm, I'm saying like I, I've liked what I've seen so far from the Bruins, especially against Washington, a team that's definitely had their number over the last, I don't know, it seems like six seasons now. Yeah. Now, I, I think Holpe kind of had a lot of that because I don't know. It just seemed weird. Every time the Bruins played the Capitals, it just seemed like their scoring chances were coming from like the top of the circle and they weren't really getting like into like the hash marks or below. It just, so I, I think there was something to that, but Hey, as of late, I think they've played some, some great games against them. They obviously had the five to one win the other day. And then uh, the previous game was obviously a two to one loss, but I thought over and all, like it's, it's been pretty promising against the Capitals as of late. And, you know, I love how like, it's not and not only is it the Rangers now that that, that that the Bruins are beefing with, but it's also the freaking Capitals too. I mean, that was unbelievable. Yeah, unbelievable. Yeah, I, I think you retweeted the video at the end of that game. Chara goes after Marshan. Like that was pretty cool. And then like Patrice. Awesome. I I want to see more of that next time. And then I think there's going to be a lot more next time. And then too. Patrice Bergeron like tries to grab Chara from behind. It's like yeah, it was weird. I wish Chara just flicked him off like a bug. Like yeah, like yeah. It, but anyway. So that game got crazy on Friday night, right? Tom Wilson, bad hit on Brandon Carlo. Wilson, it came out, suspended seven games for that hit. That's it. Bruins go on to, Bruins go on to win five to one. Uh, but you know what? Credit to Wilson. He had a fight. He had two fights. He had to fight Jared Tenorti, and then he later fought uh, Trent Frederick. Oh, I love him so, so much. You know. Once like that, once the hit happened and they go into the locker room, it's like, okay, this is the Dallas game from 2008. Bruins are going to come out and just destroy the Capitals. That game was over, right? Like, who's the goalie? Vanacek for Washington? It's like they should have just yeah. put in the other guy and let him take the beating, but whatever. Um, you know what? Bruins look strong. They look good. That's great. They rallied around it. Fine, whatever. They're still my pick. To let, let, They're still my pick. Lay, to a win the fat, lay a fat egg against the Devils. Whatever, but. It, a letdown game was coming. You knew that. But there's still my pick to win the cup. Here's my issue with it. Okay. <clears throat> One, actually, before I really get into my issue, I get Patrice Bergeron's the captain. Dude, what a freaking tryhard, man. Like, after Tenorti fights Wilson, okay, the Bruins get a goal. And, and 
and then of course Nesson because yeah they're they're good. They show Bergeron skating <laughs> over to the penalty bench and tapping the glass to Tenorti, being like, "This fu- this goal was for you. You charged us up." Like, all right, buddy. Like that's the thing I can't stand with the Bruins too. It's like all they want to do is be the show that everybody like has to bow down to Boston that they do it the right way. They're so classy. It's like just oh yeah, you, you think that's what's going on in their minds? Yeah, it's 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 just I don't know. It's always something. It's just annoying, but whatever. I don't know. I mean, a guy like Tenorti, though, he's new to the squad. He's stepping up like that. I think that's a, I think that's a big role right there. Okay, and guess what? Kevin Miller would have done the exact same thing. He's not new to the squad, so. Yeah, but he's jawless at this point. What? <laughs> that guy's got no jaw anymore. Dude, he's – I. if you want to see a good fight, it would be him and uh, Reeves out in Vegas. Like, that. that's a good fight because I think those are the two of the toughest fighters in that game. But You're um, probably right. I still like Chara. Oh, yeah, I forgot about Chara. Chara's just an animal. But anyway, so here's my issue with the whole thing, right? Obviously, in New England, we got to watch the Nesson broadcast, whatever. Here's my issue, Mike. Ready? I'm ready. The pandering <laughs> by the Bruins, by Nesson, to like go over the top about Wilson getting suspended, right? Like, Not only Will uh, – I'm, I'm sorry to cut you off, Rasso. Go, go ahead. Go, no. no, I was saying not only Wilson – I was talking like remember when uh, Trent Frederick got speared by uh, Ovechkin, yeah. and then you and then you just hear it's like all right, we all saw the play, we know he got called for roughing, and then you just hear one announcer go, he got it was called roughing, and he goes roughing, and then he stops and says something else, and then he goes roughing. Like, can we <laughs> can we cut it out with that? I, uh, I've just gotten so fed up with a lot of the broadcast. So like, I'd rather listen to the radio to be honest with you. Yeah, they're very very homers over there, but. Um. Oh, by the way, I like the I, I like the other guy a lot, though. By the way, uh, Zach Ertz, Break. if not traded by the Eagles, it's coming out now. Could get cut, so that's fine. Oh, boy, uh, possibly another tight end option for the Patriots. But if you heard a few minutes ago, I'm out on Zach Ertz. Anyway, so here's my issue, right? But, it hurts. But, but it's not just the broadcast; it was the team itself. Like I get it, the hit was bad. If you go back and watch it, we retweeted it on the page. It was a bad hit. Okay, it was a bad hit, but like I didn't think it was. Ter- I mean. Considering it was Tom Wilson, absolutely suspend the guy. But, you know, I think if it was anyone else, it would have been kind of like just a... Well, the NHL, they, like, wipe your slate clean, I think, after so much time. And his slate was wiped clean, and he still got seven games. But anyway, can I go on with my rant, please? Yeah. Thank you. So, it's like, can I do the thinking, please? And Home Alone 2, and Marv just raised him like... Um, I was like, fish. Anyway, it's freedom. So, my issue is, especially the team, okay? You have, uh, at the end of the first period, Brad Marchand does an interview. Like, that was a BS hit, blah, 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 blah. Like, he's going over the top. Like, we saw it. We saw how bad it is. And then after the game, you have Cassidy doing the exact same thing. And I think before the period ended, the Bruins account tweeted that Carlo was going to the hospital via ambulance. Like, you know, all, I get it. It just, the whole time you're watching it, you're listening and and you're just like, okay, are they really exaggerating this? Are they building it up? Okay. Well, hold on. Okay, but finish. did you let me finish? Ah. Damn. Ah. Okay. Then on Saturday morning, the NHL Department of Player Safety tweets out that Tom Wilson's gonna have an in-person hearing via Zoom, because you gotta clarify that these days, that he's gonna have a hearing for his hit for the hit on Carlo. Well, what do you expect? A couple minutes later, if that, the Boston Bruins Twitter account tweets out 
Brandon Carlo is home, safely recovering. Well, you think Good the timing. Bruins did what they wanted to do? They played it up so much to get Wilson suspended. He was going to get suspended big time anyway. But it's the Bruins, and they, they just had to go over the top, exaggerating it as usual, because we are so holy, better than everybody in the league, when really you've won shit since 2011. And even then, before that, it was nothing. You got one cup since 72. Shut up. I'm so sick okay, and but, tired. All right. You let me talk. I'm so sick no. and tired of the arrogance from that freaking team on Causeway Street. Again, they're going to win the cup this year. So, you know, in July, whenever the cup is, I'll come back to this and take it. But that's fine. But anyway, it was just so blatantly obvious. You got the Nesson guys crying about it all game. Trent Frederick scores a goal. And you got Edwards, oh, little Trent Frederick for Tommy Wilson. Like, yeah, that, again, we all, okay, we saw the hit. It was bad, okay? And I'm going to bring it to Philly because, yup, I'm a freaking Flyers fan and I watch their games. You know what happened the other night? A big hit against Pittsburgh. It was a dirty hit. A penalty happened. Philly scored on it. And you know what the Philly guy said? The Flyers take a one nothing lead. He, you think he said, oh, and little... I forget the guy. Marcus Pedersen's in the box thinking about what he did. No. The play happened. It was a penalty. Get over it. That's because the that's because that's because the Flyers wouldn't stick up for their teammates if I They wouldn't happen. actually. <laughs> and it happened the other night too. They wouldn't. But still. But the <laughs> No, but okay. The pandering okay, no, is sorry. what gets me. It just just shut up. The NHL knows everybody knows Tom Wilson's a chief shot dirty player. We know it. The pandering by the team, the broadcast, it was just you know, I said the Bruins, they think they're holier than that. They're better than that. They're better than the pandering, and Nesson's better than that. It was just pathetic all around. How about – did you hear Ovechkin's comments after the game about the hit? How he thought uh, it was clean? It's kind, it, it, it's kind of a joke, and he's like, oh, this is hockey. You should know who's on the ice at all times and blah, 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 which, which to what I say, dude, watch out, watch out on, on November uh, – November, Jesus Christ, March 8th when the – my, uh, Jesus, my, <laughs> that's today. <laughs> I meant to say April 8th, for God's sakes, when they play each other again, because I think people are going to be coming after for Ovechkin, and I want to see I, I want to see Marshan go after him so badly. See, here's the thing. The NHL will not allow anyone to go after Ovechkin. They won't allow it to go after Crosby, McDavid, you know, the stars. They can't. I mean, you just saw, you know, Ovechkin basically try to neuter Trent Frederick on the ice with a stick. And he got fine. Like, they're not – they protect their stars. It's, it's obvious. It's better for the game. Well, Marshan's a star, too. You're, so, you're, you know, they might protect him, too. They, the NHL has protected Marshan, but whatever. Absolutely. Okay? So, you're going to see them go after a guy like Oshi. They're going to go after a guy like – Oh, I can't stand him. By, talk about one of the most overrated players of the last decade in this league. TJ Oshi, give me a break. Yeah, I mean, well, he had that shootout. Yeah, the one that exactly the oh, one get out of in here. the Olympics that the U.S. That. didn't even medal in. By the way, yeah, that that was great. yeah. I woke guy I, scored I, over twenty goals, what twice, and he's supposedly this great player. I woke up at six in the morning, got McDonald's breakfast in college on a Saturday to watch that shootout. Yeah, how they he do? just looks he. He just looks like one of those kids that got sent away to prep school and became a hockey player. Like he just looks like that d bag. <laughs> it's so true. I, I yeah he uh. And he's only, you know, he's obviously doing this good because he has Ovechkin. But another guy they could go after would be Backstrom, Nicholas Backstrom, their center, Swedish guy, not the most physical guy. He's their playmaker. 
you know, I, it's going to get good the next time they play. So definitely much one month, one month from today, but it is it's just the pandering, you know, they're, they're better than that. You know, the, the team, even the broadcast, I know the, the homers, whatever, it's fine. And <clears throat> it's funny. It's, I was actually talking about this with my dad because we we watched the documentary a couple of weeks ago before the Lake Tahoe. Actually, he scored he scored more than twenty last year and the year before. So yeah, nice shot. Wow. Where did do your research? So they they you know they had the thing on Doc Emmerich and you know they had a bunch of broadcasters and me and my dad were talking and I'm like you know Jack Edwards isn't that bad when he's just calling a game right but when he does the over the top homer stuff and like. You know, why does Tuka Rask catching a puck in the air from center ice, like, make Jack Edwards laugh? Like, just just call a normal game, and Jack's pretty good, right? Like, if somebody does, like, a high lob and Rask catches it, Jack's like, oh, <laughs> Tuka Rask, oh, a can of corn. Like, no, like, just call the game. You're fine, you know? See, a couple things I like about I like about, uh, I like about Jack is how he calls helmets hats. Yeah, you know, like he I kind of get a kick out of that. He's not bad. Like when he's being like normal, but it's the over the top homer. Brickley, I think that he he just he's just diving right into the Bruins PJ pajamas and he has for a little bit. Freaking Jack Edwards looks the other way. You just see Brickley over at the corner and I'm taking a shot probably. He's like, <laughs> I got to deal with this freaking guy. <laughs> no, but I mean like if you had Jack Edwards call him like the Islanders and I don't know, Pittsburgh, I, like he he would be fine, you know, cuz he, he can call a good game, but I just thought it was pathetic the other night, but whatever. Uh, Mikey, stick with the team that calls Causeway home as well, the Celtics. Four-game win streak for your uh, parquet posse over there. Yeah, my boys, baby. <laughs> They've all jumped all the way from seven to the fourth seed in the east. Um, I mean, I just think the green teamers, they were jumping a little early. Yeah, they had like a little lull in the season, but it's still the Celtics. I know. I kind of, you kind of expect this. I expect, yeah, go ahead. I'm sorry. That's fine. We had Mark on last week. We're going to have him on again soon. But, like, they bounced back this week. Four-game win streak, like we said. And Tatum looks like he's fine. Brown looks fine. Brad Stevens, I know coaching doesn't mean squat in the NBA. But you've seen a little consistency from Kemba as yeah, well. Exactly. Kemba Walker's been looking good. So, I think I still think Brad's a good coach in that league where – his players do still buy into him. And even absolutely even sorry to cut you off now, but the center Robert Williams, he had a good week as well. Like they're gonna gel at the right time, this Celtics team, especially if they can get another player at the deadline or even like a free agent or buyout. But I still think it's Celtics Nets in the Eastern Conference Finals. Okay. I mean even even a week ago though, when they were like Whoa. I just echoed like crazy. Holy smokes. Um but anyway, even even a week ago, uh, when we were talking to Mark, it was like, I think they were seventh in the conference. And, you know, I said, I said, I don't really see them sneaking out of the, out of the playoffs or anything like that. Like, I don't expect that. And I said, you know, if this team goes on a run, they could climb back into it easily. And they've gone on that run since. And like you said, they're the four seed. And this, this is kind of where I expect them to be. I mean, from the four seed, I, I don't know what the standings are right now, but how many games out of first place are they? Is it like six or something like that? Five and a half? I think it's five and a half, but I'll I'll, yeah, I'll, I'll double I'll have check. I'll go that. look that up. I'll double check. But go ahead. Well, well, no, I'm just gonna say like I I I think it would be stupid to kind of count this team out. Yeah, yeah and- as a as, as of right now that yeah they're five games behind uh, the 76ers who are the one seed. Yeah, three games behind Milwaukee in third. Milwaukee to me is just a joke of a team. Like they have Giannis and that's in Middleton, but even still, like they're not that good. Um, While we're at it, 
uh, do you expect the Sixers to, you know, show that next step in the playoffs this season? Or do, or do you think it'll be the same old BS with them? Because I, I think Doc Rivers is one of the biggest uh, additions for that team. Yeah, I mean, I want to say yes, but it's like I'm not – I'm not falling for the banana in the tailpipe again. Like I've I've yeah, seen yeah. I've seen what Joel Embiid does in the playoffs when things get tough. I've seen see it when I believe it type thing. Yeah, I've seen uh, Ben Simmons just pass the ball off too many times. Or believe the only thing it. I'll say is, you know, when Rivers was the coach with the Clippers and he had Tobias Harris. Show me your Clippers. <laughs> <laughs> Tobias was playing his best basketball. And then when he came to Philly, he really wasn't that good. And now that they have Rivers, you can see Tobias playing great again. Tobias Harris for three. So I think if they can have like that three-headed monster going to the playoffs, maybe it's a little bit different. Um, and again, you know, there's some talks with Philly maybe going after Kyle Lowry or another player. But let's see. Until they do something, I'm going to take the approach that, no, I don't believe in them. That's why I said I still think it's Celtics-Nets for the Eastern Conference. Okay, yeah. You know, while we're at it on basketball, I just want to say, uh, what aggravates me, what's at, at the top of my list, somewhere near the top of my list, on things that aggravate me in, in the NBA, are the, are the home announcers who, like, announce things. Like, like, I can't stand the Celtics. I don't know his name, but I can't stand when he announces, like, someone on the Celtics scores, but I love it when he announces someone on the other team that scores. Like, when someone on the Celtics scores, he's like, JT! I, I can't stand any of that, but like, but like when uh, when someone on the other te- when someone on the other team scores, it's just like he just sounds so miserable, and I love it. He's like he's like like I said, Tobias Harris for three, and it's just like oh, that's awesome. So first of all, he's the public address announcer, <laughs> but you're totally right, right? So like, he really does do that when it's when it's. Uh, Jalen Brown a three is like JB for three, like you said. But then, yeah, if it's a close, if it's a close game, forget it. He'll go absolutely insane. But then, like me and my brother used to always say it about Jim Martin, the Bruins PA guy, right? He used to do the exact Toronto goals. Go- <laughs> I'm going upstairs. <laughs> <laughs> oh my Toronto god! Only me and you will get that joke. Thank 81 god. Phil Kessel, aka. <clears throat> So, no, but it's just – he would do the exact same thing for the Bruins, right? Like, Boston go, like, go nuts for Bergeron or – and then Philadelphia goal scored. Like, it's just so pissed <laughs> off. He just wants to read through it. But, like, I love when you do the Atlanta Hawks guy. Oh, he was a – is he still there? I don't know. I think so. Wh- whoever, I don't, I don't watch – that was. We'll have to ask Mark. He's, he likes the uh, Hawks, but, like, I think uh, he still is. Defense! <laughs> it's like, if I'm at a game, I'm just like – I'd be clapping my hands and I'd just go, like – like, I have – I'd have that Nick Young meme face. Like, I'd just be like, damn, like, what? You know what I'm talking about with that meme? Yeah. What's the other one that the guy does? With a bunch of question marks. Um, let's go, Hawks! Like that. It's like, dude, how, that's a way to suck the energy out of the building. Dude, oh, my God. Dude. It's, 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 it's enthusiasm, but it's clown enthusiasm. When we can travel again, like, go out. We have to. We got to go to a Hawks game. We have to, do it. Like, just think about it. Just just to hear it live in person, like, oh, my God. Like, we'll have to get, like, get some content out of it, get you, like, dancing around as the guys chant and stuff. But, oh, man, yeah. But you know what? The Celtics, man, I'm telling you, they're going to go on a streak. And, yeah, like, Philly beat them twice this year. But the Celtics didn't have Jason Tatum. And I think that's a big thing, obviously. 
And just recently this morning, the Nets have signed Blake Griffin. Another piece of that Brooklyn puzzle. Man, I'm just day by day, I'm waiting for that Brooklyn team to just implode. Right. It could be a complete and utter debacle. We'll see. But that was very well said by you, by the way. Is 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 right now a good time for my first question? Uh, well, I'm just saying. Do you think the Celtics are going to stay hot? Yeah, I do. I, ex- I expect them to finish like I like in the top four, like they are now. All right. I I, I don't expect them to finish in, in like the top, well, or as like a seven seed even. I th- I think they're a lot better than you know the Hornets. I think they're better than the Heat and the Knicks. So I I, I expect them to I expect them to be quite around where they are now. All right. Thank. thank- they, Maybe maybe leap the Bucks. I don't know. So I think it's gonna go Brooklyn, Boston, Philly. One, two, three. Uh, you think they're gonna really? Yeah, I think Philly's due for a week and a half of just crap basketball. Yeah. But Mikey, okay. go ahead. What's your first question? All right, your first question was about a quarterback. So my first question is about a quarterback. A few episodes ago, with all the Matt Stafford rumors, you know, there was a team out there that wasn't necessarily thrown around in the rumors, but you know. I thought he might be a good fit. Who did I say would be a good fit for Matt Stafford? That's kind of that. That's my question. I know the answer, but I won't tell you. All right. So two questions down. We'll have two more, one from each of us before the end of this episode. What team did I say would be a good fit for Matt Stafford? And not who, excuse me. All right. <laughs> I still love when you do the let's go. Hawks. Oh God. That, that used to bug me. The Atlanta Hawks. Anyway. Ah. Next time this oh, hold on. when did the Celtics play in Atlanta again? Let me try to look that up. Oh, man. But anyway, Mikey, the local nine making some news this week, but not in a good way. Baseball, spring training, Jackie Bradley Jr. Oh, I can't find it. Signs with the Milwaukee Brewers, two years, twenty four million dollar contract. They don't. And the twenty eighteen outfield of the Boston Red Sox is gone. Betts was traded, a couple, you know, two seasons ago to the Dodgers. Benintendi was just traded to the Royals this offseason. And now JBJ gone to Milwaukee. Mikey, what is up with your socks, buddy? Uh, you know what the most – one of the most irritating things is, is like when you look back at 2018 and you look at that roster, you said to yourself, this is a team that's going to compete and they might go on a, a, quite a tear for the next, I don't know, five or six years. And then, you know, they had, they had that down season the year after, and then Cora was gone. But then all the up to – if you compare that team to now, like, if – like, I feel like the average fan's interest has dipped so significantly, it's, it, it's absolutely absurd. I mean, that – like you said, that entire outfield is gone. And it's – it, it kind of sucks because, you know, now if you want to say – if you want to say, oh, well, you know, Mookie Betts didn't want to be here, blah, 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 that's fine. You might be right. But isn't it the Red Sox job to kind of make that guy want to be here? And so, so I kind of sit there and I, I blame them for that. I still blame them for that. Andrew Benatendi, you sold way too low on him, in my opinion. So I wasn't a big – so I'm just kind of like, what the hell? As far as Jackie Bradley goes, I'm not, I'm not too, too concerned with him because I think, I think if you're an offense that, you know, isn't necessarily, you know, raking, I think Jackie Bradley Jr. is kind of a poor – poor asset to that to that roster but you know in 2018 I think you don't really I think you can kind of take that dip back for a little defense when you had that stacked lineup like they did in 2018 to where now it's just like okay well the offense isn't as great as they once was so how valuable is Jackie Bradley Jr. in 
his all-around game with off- offense and defense. So I'm kind of pissed off about that because, you know, I remember a couple years ago just being like, man, this team might compete for a while. And I understand you can't keep everybody, but to let go of everybody in your outfield, oh, that's just kind of I, – I, I don't like that at all. I think they were guys that you gave up way too soon on. Well, I mean, that's the thing. Baseball is no salary cap. You can keep everybody, okay? There's something going on with the Red Sox, whether it's the ownership, why they want to change philosophy. This whole thing – and, you know, I get it. We, we keep saying COVID has affected a lot of financial plans. But, like – Why the Red Sox? But, but here's the thing. The Red Sox were getting ready to shed salary like crazy before COVID stopped the world. Like, it, it, this is something going on. I don't know if it's John Henry's choice, Tom Warner. I know these bets rumors were happening, what, last even two seasons Yeah, ago. I mean, it's just, it's just crazy. And you're the Red Sox. You print money over there, okay? There's no re- – like you said, there's no reason why you couldn't have convinced Mookie Betts to stay in Boston, right? You know, like, what, what's the, what was so bad for him here? Um, the weather, big deal. So you play one bad month of April in October – even if you play in L.A., you're going to have to go to a cold-weather field for the World Series because um, of who you're playing. And then the Benintendi one, to me, was really, like, I didn't understand that one. Like, they gave up on him so fast after one bad year. I don't know if his Apple Watch didn't work when Cora came back. Like, I don't know. But that was very weird to me. That It just pisses me off because I said this last week, too. I'm, if I cut you off, I apologize. That's fine. I'm used to it. <laughs> This go ahead, asshole, asshole. <laughs> but uh, um, no, I was I, I was pissed off because I was like, I don't think the Red Sox really expected much from their team last season, anyways. So to hold their players accountable for it, I mean, JD Martinez even came out and said, you know, I wasn't really plugged in this and that. You know, he he's still here. I I think Benatendi's kind of in the same row. I mean, I, th- I think JD and Benatendi were kind of uh, buddy buddy. So, um, I. I'm kind of disappointed that in a season that they weren't really expecting much from their club as a whole, that they would hold their players accountable for it in a weird season like COVID. Yeah, I mean, it was a 60-game year. Let's face it. You, you, you basically played the game with the MLB to get your manager suspended for one year. You knew you were going to bring him back. And so right off the get-go, you know, poor Ron Renneke is trying to run this show. With, I know, I feel so bad For With him. players like you just said, J.D., who even said he wasn't plugged in, Benintendi didn't seem plugged in. You didn't have sale. You, you know, all these things. You couldn't rely on Nathan Avaldi. It was just an awkward year. The, let's face it. They punted on last baseball season. They were like, you know what? We're not, mm-hmm. we're not going to win it. It's a 60-game year. It's a, you know, you can't have fans in the stands. See you next year, right? Like like the ref in Rocky Three. See you next year. Thank God, right? And, hey, here we are. And, and, and again, like, why, though? Like, why wouldn't you try to get rid of J.D. Martinez instead of Andrew Benintendi? You know, and maybe they did. I just think giving up on Benintendi so fast, the way they did, was just – it just doesn't make a lot of sense to me. Right. It also bugged the crap out of me. I mean, I remember hearing rumors recently about, you know, them possibly trading Christian Vasquez to where I say, for what? Now, I get it. Like, you know, you got to sell high on the guy, fine. But, you know – I think I think a good catcher that can hit sort of is kind of hard to come by. You think it's it, it, it sort of always has been in baseball. Absolutely, so, and the guy the guy is probably he was hitting rockets last year. But he's one of the best at throwing people out on base, if not and the he best. Was, he was he was probably one of the two promising players from last year. Yeah, it's it just 
it's very weird what they're doing. Um, I, I don't even want to say it's Moneyball because you know, once they replenish the farm system, they're going to go back to being what they used to be, just buying players again. Like, it, but hasn't like hasn't it always been about keeping up with the Yankees and beating the Yankees? And it just it's so aggravating because the last two years that hasn't been that hasn't been their rhetoric, and it's it, it, it's really annoying from a fan perspective when you see the Yankees not hesitating twice to buy for some of these players. And then the Red Sox, the Red Sox are just like, nope, we'll trade this guy for this guy, even though it's selling low on him. Blah blah blah. We're not. We're gonna go after Garrett Richards. Screw going after Kluber. Jesus, Kluber. So it's it. It really is really annoying. Yeah, but I'm sure the Red Sox will win a title before the Yankees do. The Yankees are just. (laughs) They probably do. They probably will. Why the Yankees are so invested with Gary Sanchez is beyond me. But, I mean. You know, don't tell me you believe in this Verdugo guy out in the outfield. I mean, I like him. I really like well, him a lot. Why? He he's his energy. You see, he seems like a guy that's not going to come. He's not going to come in the ballpark with you know with a pissing moan on his face. He wants to be there. He wants even when the team sucked last year. You saw him getting up for it. He was there every day. His energy was always high. I think that rubs off on people. You know, in a clean in, in a clean slated season, who knows? But. Let's see. I'm not, saying, I'm not saying I expect much from the team this year, but you know, who knows? Let's see how good Verdugo is with his energy when when the team's below 500 and he's getting booed at home and the dog. Okay, but he he has Alex Cora behind him. I I think players get up for Alex Cora. So really, because it didn't it. happen in 2019. Oh, World Series hangover. Oh, okay, yeah, more like uh, can't cheat the way we did years before. <laughs> Hey, why do you think we did the? Why do you think we did the giveaway? You have to message us so you can't cheat and find other people's answers. Red Sox and Astros would be quite good at this if, if it was a. Uh, if it was questions you could find online, yeah, right. Uh, but yeah, it's. I'm actually intrigued to see the 2018 Red Sox, but let's see. Uh, speaking of the Yankees, Mikey, you like that? Whistle? The what Red Sox? The 2018 Red Sox? Yeah, exactly. You're intrigued to see them. I, I am. You know what? I have the DVD. Yeah, right. Uh, you know, I meant the 2021 Red Sox, but <laughs> again, my own notes. What? Um, you, what we call a brain. Huh? You may... <laughs> Are you getting into the trash again, Mike? Uh, the Ye- no. D- did you like my Venmo yesterday? Yeah. <laughs> did you yeah, get yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, yeah uh, absolutely. Right. Uh, the Yankees, Mikey, their manager last week had to step away from the team. Aaron Boone undergoes surgery to get a pacemaker put in. Boone! Um, so far, all the reports coming out of there is that he's hap- uh, happy and healthy, and hopefully we see him back soon. All right, Mikey, so here's my second question. It'll be our third question of the giveaway. Are you ready? Yeah. Okay. Just a weird kid. Uh, <laughs> my second final question, we have one more after, that's Mikey's. Who did Anthony say should have been the opponent for the Bruins at the Lake Tahoe outdoor game last month? So it was Bruins Flyers. Who did I say should take on the Bruins at Lake Tahoe last month in February? So good luck, Mikey. The Portland your... Mariners. What's that? Is it the Portland Mariners? The answer. Maine Mariners? No, it was not. That's so that, that's that's going to be the team that hopefully gives us a tryout or just one <laughs> practice. Like that. That would be a riot. It really. That'd would, be but... hilarious. That'd be so yeah. funny. We should. We, we we have to make that happen. Like, do you? Here's the thing, you got to go visor. You can't go with a cage. 
Yeah, you look like a squid if you do. Yeah, dude, it's it's all about how you look, right? Like, yeah, you actually got to wear elbow pads for that too, because I don't, I usually don't wear elbow pads. I wear that. I don't wear shoulder pads, but um, see how like what uh, the shoulder I pads? I don't. know. This is something we disagree on, but you know, I'd rather fall on my elbow rather than catch a puck off the chest or the shoulder. Well, what idiot stands out in front in beer league? Me. <laughs> No, I just because I don't know. My dad always used to like rip on me because, like, back in the day, like in high school, I'd always he'd be like, "All you care about is how you look. Like, just go out and play the game." And I'm like, "Yeah, but it's all about how you look. You look good, feel good. Like, the game's just second nature, but or secondary in my mind. But if as long as you look cool, that's all that matters. <laughs> Especially now. Hey, I've actually gone over a year now. Uh, when was the fifth Friday? Friday marked one year since I've had a haircut. So I got that flow going. You still wearing that? You still wearing that shower cap? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Are you okay? (laughs) Well, hold on. It's about the same one from the last time you came up in August. Oh, gee, what does this one have? Flyers fucking logo on it? No, dude. I don't want to like depress myself all times of the day, but no, I they're like thirty cents at CVS for a pack of them. Because you're not supposed to wash your hair every day. Right. So, a few times a week. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, think about it now. Like, I, I, if I had, like, the, the bucket on, the hair flowing out, oh. And then one of us is just, it would just be a nightmare. But anyway. I, um, take, a, I, I take a clapper off the freaking knee and I'm done. <laughs> I, as I go out with a smile on my face. <laughs> uh, Mikey, a little bit off topic. Yeah, we're mostly a sports podcast, but like I tell people, we'll talk about anything, you know? And one thing you and I both like, we both like our music, and we were talking this week about a certain band that if you've been to a sporting event, you've heard at least one song by them. And we're talking about their lead singer, Guns N' Roses. You're a huge fan of them, right? I like them, yeah. I wouldn't say a huge fan, but I, I certainly really liked it. Like, I don't like know all, like all about their background but as far as their music's concerned right, absolutely you'll, you'll put it. an album on you'll listen to it yeah absolutely yeah. so their singer axel rose oh man I, I watched a thing on them like a month or two ago and it was the same thing i told you about it's called like breaking of the band remember how last week i said i watched the one on motley crew and stuff but mm. axel rose man he was so good so talented his voice was you know obviously you it was one 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 out of a million, I was going to say, but there really is no voice like it, right? He always aggravated me because he just, I don't know, he, he knew how good he was and he would just take advantage of that. He'd be so late for meetings, like five hours late. He would delay shows. There was one where he would not go on stage with the band until they found a bandana from somebody in the crowd that fit his outfit. It's just that high diva mentality just aggravated me. It is aggravating. You know what always aggravated me about him on on that song? Uh, you know, uh, what is it? Knocking on Heaven's Door. Yeah. Like the part where he's he's like, I won't put my guns to the ground. And then after that, it's like, and I I always hated that part <laughs> of like the music where he's like, where he's like, oh, I I always hated that. It always pissed me off when I heard that. Other than that, I, I it, awesome voice. That, however, that part in his songs. Always aggravated the piss out of me. Yeah, I mean, like, in Welcome to the Jungle. (laughs) In Welcome to the Jungle, I mean, like, 
it, one of them he's just like moaning and stuff but like his voice was yeah i hate that it was so good his voice like but he was just such like a head case i don't know but like definitely aren't they all de- yeah definitely a band i wish i got to see especially like in their heyday in like the late 80s yeah definitely the song i love by them though november rain like you hear that one yeah that's a great he was, one yeah. he's damn good the first 45 second instrumental awesome but he's he's good in that one and you know, we, we hopefully want to get more music talk on here. We might try to. We're gonna to try to get a guest. I still got what? I still gotta watch that Motley Crue thing. Uh, the Dirt. Yeah. yeah. Actually, somebody told me that the book is better and has better stories than the 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 reenactment movie because uh, I'm not gonna sit down and read so, the book. Okay. Well, I, hey, that's fine. I actually just got the book, so I'm actually excited to read it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm. I don't know, I'm trying to up my vocabulary, but uh, I know, right? Real, real good book to up my vocab and is something about Motley Crue. But um, you ever heard of a dictionary? I have, Mike, but who can afford it? Um, <clears throat> that's a quote from Two and a Half Men. But I mean, I just I, I want to try to get more music talk on here. We got a couple couple things in the pipeline of guests, more on like the musical side. I want to try to get into it. Because, I mean, let's face it, like, anybody can shoot the shit about sports, but we, we want to be more than that. We want to be entertaining, so that's why we're going to try to mix it up a little bit. Yeah, I mean, I mean, we can talk TV shows, movies, all that stuff. Yeah, hey, you know what? I mean, half the, half the time we quote movies and TV shows in this, in this podcast. How many longest yard quotes have we done? Uh, Mikey, what's your uh, fourth and final question, buddy? My last question does not involve sports at all, actually. It's just, you know, I was going to ask, you know, me and you graduated from, we started out, we, we started out in the same place, but holy smokes, I, I had a long journey. Where, where did Anthony and I graduate from, from college? college. Two different schools. Two, Two different, different schools. schools so. and, and if you can name all the schools I went to, hey, I'll throw in a $25 gift certificate to Red Lobster. <laughs> It's quite Should a few. Should we explain like that? The Red Lobster, like why it's so funny. Yeah, so, go ahead. So during the week, we decided let's do a giveaway, right? And and we're talking back and forth. Let's do a gift card here, there, and uh, and you know, and, and Mikey dead serious goes, well, what about like a gift card? Did you say seafood or Red Lobster? I said I, I said like a seafood joiner, like legal or something. <laughs> yeah. No, I said legal. I said legals, and you go. What, like the restaurant? I go, no, like the freaking law firm, dude. <laughs> the restaurant. <laughs> well, it was just so random to me. Like, where the hell did that... We're, where did it... we're in the Northeast. People up here like their freaking seafood. That's why I thought of it. How about this? We'll do another giveaway when we hit like 50, golden anniversary. And, and, and that giveaway will be the seafood one. <laughs> yeah, we'll, throw, we'll be like... Maybe like a little gift basket of like Red Lobster. <laughs> By the way, I've only seen one Red Lobster. I think I think ever. There used to be a Lobster Hut in the town. Are there a lot? Are there a lot up in Maine? Red Lobsters? The hell, if I know. <laughs> I don't. I don't like seafood. Hey, hey, good. Me too. I don't so, either. Um, then why the hell would you suggest it? Because other people do. That's true. We always gotta. I'm not going there. <laughs> I'll order off the kids' menu because they have chicken tenders, which are really freaking good, actually. Legal seafoods, chicken tenders, good. Isn't there one in the seaport in Boston? There's yeah. a couple, I think. But, 
Mikey, that should wrap up episode 10. Everybody, we appreciate all your listening, your support. Uh, message us on our Facebook page, Off the Rails Podcast, or DM us. Yeah, start digging. DM us on our Twitter page, at the Rails Pod 2. Uh, like we said, so Wednesday nights at McCarthex. Wednesday night, seven PM. It's it's done. Like you can't enter anymore. Um, hey, good luck and thanks again for listening, Mikey. We'll talk to you next week, buddy. Yeah, we'll see ya.